Bike. All right, from Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram, episode 49. We knocked out the first 48. <laughs> this up to you. Excuse me. This episode brought to you by Sandbar. Sports Grill. Home of the fish taco, baby. From Shrooms to the is a fucking solid number seven sevens from Shrooms to Skyrim with Matthew and Hiram. Yes, I'm here with my co host Hiram. What's I'm up? Matthew, joined today by uh Anthony Tony. What, what, what do you prefer? Either way, bro. Tony, Tony's good. Either way, Tony. Okay, Tony, so, <laughs> you know, Tony. Tony Montana, man. Tony, he does it good too. Does it real good? It, it yeah, <laughs> I watched that movie so many times. When I was right. Yeah. You do it so good, step host. <laughs> step host. You get it? No. You gonna make me explain oh, it? I was I was hoping it would last longer. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> yes. Do we have the a first? For that? That's what she said of the episode. This oh. is uh, this getting off to a great start. I like it already. Can't wait to finish. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, so when uh so well we're actually joined today by a very smart and educated gentleman. Appreciate that. Sophisticated. You're in, you're in law school right now, right? Yes, yes, I'm in How's law that? School. It's good. It's good. It's my second semester, so I'm still I'm still a one L, you know. Oh, uh, okay. Um uh, is there is do you have like a certain field in mind at this point, or are you so here's the thing. <laughs> I got into law school because not because I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to just know the ins and out of like the legal process and to understand how to learn, uh, interpret and draft legislation because I was into politics. Uh. And now it's like, <laughs> I don't even know if I even have future political aspirations. Okay. After this episode, I'm sure any possibility of a future <laughs> political aspiration will be long gone wow. right out the window sir <laughs> right out the window it's all right we'll try to make sure that you can at least run for city council <laughs> <laughs> no by the time i'm through with you you're not even gonna be able to be on your on the pta <laughs> uh-oh that was uh that was, that was one thing you were mentioning to me when i first asked you to come on the pod uh, a couple months ago mm-hmm. you were like okay but I know how you guys get, you know, real raunchy stuff. We got to play safe because I'm looking at a future political career. So, with that in mind. Hold on, though. We're just, like, skipping a big thing here that I have a follow-up question to, okay. if I may. Let's hear it. Why all of a sudden the skip in the no political career? Uh, like, well, I mean, I mean, besides the obvious. Okay, right? but <laughs> we're going to get to that. Stop fucking interrupting me. Uh, we talked about this. We talked about this. Whatever, dude. You're embarrassing me in front we're of guests. We're going at Matt's oh pace God. tonight. That's that's obviously like we have uh, to go to counseling. That's obviously like not a loaded question, but like uh, it's gonna be like an extenuated answer. And you cut me off right in the middle of my setup. You have a setup? 
You wouldn't know I had a setup <laughs> if you weren't too busy cutting me off. My bad. I was going to say, I came up with some slogans for you. Slogans. To run on. Let's do it. Let's do it. So your name's Anthony Paz. Uh-huh. P-A-Z. What's the first one? <clears throat> oh, here we go. Anthony Paz for Congress. Imagine the possibilities. <laughs> yeah? Yeah? Imagine the possibilities. Okay. <laughs> possibilities. Possibilities. I like that. Okay. Okay, you ready? Okay, go let's ahead. do another, go ahead. another Give me another one. Give me another one. Press play on pause. <laughs> Dude. That's a good one. You have there's a career a that you may not know that you have. Okay, I'm not sabotaging your campaign. No, no, no. I am running i'm the i'm the manager nah, i'm the campaign the manager, manager. I, you're definitely the campaign slogan guy that's for sure that was those are both very good how long did it take for you to think those up as soon as i like started in that direction i was like that was why i came up within the first two minutes i haven't thought of a single one since it would have taken me eons to come up with that i'm stuck at mm. the things like that so how do how do you feel about those campaign slogans are those they're good. <laughs> They're good for city council for sure. <laughs> for sure. For, sure. for, for the PTA? You're, you're, you are in, man. I like Imagine the Possibilities. I like that one. It's but, very, but like with, with social media, you know, the way it's set up mm-hmm. and video playing and some sort of uh, e- editing shenanigans. Yeah. And with the video stopping and going, press play on pause. You know what I'm saying? I like that. I never really had a, a slogan in mind, even when I was thinking about running for office. What because, office would you run Because you were still uh, focused on the important issues. Okay. Well, so I'm here to worry about the frivolities. <laughs> I've, lear- I've learned to appreciate how much can get done at the state and local level, mm-hmm. especially now. Um, but there is a desperate need for good leadership at the federal level. Oh. Um, so, Shit. I mean, I, I, was, I was always interested in U.S. House. And uh, interested in setting term limits. That's oh yeah. I'm not, really. even, I'm not even gonna talk about the issues that I would that I would stand on. But uh, I, I listen so far. That that first one is uh, you got my vote. <laughs> well, because because in Congress, like you you can do two t- uh, for U.S. House, you can run uh, two year terms, but you can run two year terms for fifteen terms, and then right. you're in there for thirty years. You know, so right. it's like and, you, and and when when you're in and you're just doing the reelection cycle. Yep. All you're essentially doing is fundraising all of the time. That's you're, what, you're, 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 exactly. You're, I mean, you see how many votes these guys miss. Yeah. How, you see how many votes these guys miss. They're not even there. Mm. If I, if, <laughs> I mean, I don't even want to get it. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. Term limits are definitely something that yeah. uh, we really, really need to add. Uh, but, you know. But it's just, it's just. It's gotten, hard to, to th- that's their vested interest. Yeah. Nobody votes against their vested interests, yeah. right? So it, it's just gotten so messy to the point where it's like now it looks, it, it, it just all looks like political satire. It just, it, it's just a joke from from both sides, you know. So everybody's, they're <clears throat> all getting rich, and that's why you know what? <laughs> if y'all are all getting rich, then let me go ahead and do the same thing. Let me just go ahead and take care of myself, my family, my tribe. Let me find ways to make money and add value to other people's lives, and just handle my business. You know, yeah, that's what uh, uh Jay Z said. Something like that. Um, Which one? 
uh, how I'm going to help the poor if I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. I got rich and gave back to me. That's the win-win. Mm. That was good. Facts. Good shit. Um, the next time you see it, the homie and his rim spin, just know his mind is working just like them. The rims, that is. Mm. I got one. Uh, for this from Jay-Z, too. Um, around here, we measure success by how many successful people are next to you. Oh. Okay. Around here, uh, you know, you're broke if everyone is broke except for you. Yeah, so, so right now, I'm going to measure your success at zero because there are no successful people next to you. <laughs> Ooh. I got Pickle Rick Ooh. by my side. Hey, yeah. Hey. First off. Okay, so there's one. I got, su- the most success, I got the most successful motherfucker in the building right here. There's one successful person on the couch. Two Deadpool's on the couch, too. He has the highest rated grossing R-rated movie of all time. You slipping up, Matt. Two successful people there on the go. couch. There you go. There you go. And he's played by the beautiful Ryan Reynolds. Just immaculate, that guy's body. Seriously. His, whole, his whole aura. It's Right? Right? He's like a guy that like even other guys are like, God dang. I love his sense of humor. He's, <laughs> he's just a like, funny-ass guy, bro. Bro, Van Wilder still goes down as one of my favorite yeah. movies <clears throat> throughout my college years. I mean, it, I, we, we must have played that thing a hundred million times. Uh, I love that movie. He's so funny in that movie. Great. Ah, Ryan Reynolds. Okay. <laughs> Keanu Reeves and Ryan Reynolds are hanging off a bridge. And I got to let one go? Yeah, you can only save one of them. Bye, Ryan. Oh, yeah, bye. Yeah, it's Keanu Keanu's all the way. Yeah, it's Keanu all the way. Okay, I was just making sure. No, it's what? Keanu all the way. Just seeing where, where y'all where no, you stood. Keanu, he, he was just trying to make sure you weren't really gay gay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Either way, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> Listen, I'm comfortable with my literally, literally. <laughs> um, but uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. He's kind of gay to me. <laughs> What's one. that from? I have no idea. This <laughs> is so weird. So, anyways, back to the political career that we just set on fire yeah. for you. <laughs> so. Just getting started. Here we go. Um, so now, now that we've shifted and we're not going to do that anymore, we're now we're, but we're still in law school. Mm-hmm. Why am I in law school now? Right. Well, this this one is 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 a real person. This is a real personal reason. Um, I got, I got accepted into law school before this happened too. Uh, my wife's cousin was killed by the police. Um two undercover cops in plain clothing in San Jose, California. And uh, it, was a, it was a really, really interesting situation. We had to fly over there, and we were, like, kind of, like, uh, uh, holding the line because there was, like, a lot of protests and everything. Um, the lawyers that they had hired, they don't want to take the case. So now this school is located in San Diego, which means when I graduate, I take my California bar. So it's possible that I might take up that case in the next three years if – the police haven't completely buried any evidence and I, all the evidence and I can actually do something about it. So there's a big why behind it now. Um, but I don't foresee myself being a lawyer. Uh, I, I don't foresee myself going to law school to be a lawyer, but if I need it, I will, I will utilize it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what other things can you do with a law degree? Well, I mean. there's, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, the, the book, the Godfather by Mario Puzo. Yeah. 
Have you read the book or just the movie? No, I haven't read the book. The I, book I, is fantastic. I know the book is fantastic, and I know that the book is very different than yes. the movie. Uh, not very different, w- just more details. And that there is stuff in the book that they clearly had to leave out of the movie because it was just it, it wouldn't translate very well yeah. onto film. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, with one of the characters, Johnny Fontaine, the the singer, but um, the guy is supposed to be uh, Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he was actually, there was a lot more about him in the book than in the movie. Okay. But um, there was a quote in the book that says, a lawyer can steal more, uh, a lawyer with a briefcase can can steal more than 100 men with guns. Oh, I remember that. That wasn't in the movie. That wasn't, that was, that, I read that in the book. No, I yeah, no, I know, I know, I remember that. Yeah. A- and, and um, you know, there's there's a lot of truth to that. There's so much that you can leverage by, by, being a, a an Esquire? attorney, now it doesn't mean that I'm going <laughs> to law school to to steal from people, right? But to understand the law versus depending on someone to defend the law on your behalf is. Yo, we we, you know, we was kind of talking about like not about that specifically, but like in the same spirit of that, mm-hmm. uh, like the the perspective of the crime. So basically, um, like I was looking at a stat where it was like, you know, someone, you know, I, I don't remember off the top of my head right now. Like someone has stole like, let's say like $8.71 worth of shit from Walgreens. And there was like 12,000 news stories about it uh, countrywide, right? You know, shoplifting. And then next to that, it was uh yeah like and this was like I think it was Walgreens could have been CVS, but it was like you know Walgreens has uh stolen like four billion dollars from employees, and there's exactly one news story about it, and it just kind of shows you like it they whereas like what terms. you said about like or the quote from the the book, it's like. It really kicks in like the the sense of, uh, fuck. What's the word I'm trying to say? Sensualization. Oh, uh, Sens- uh, sensationalization. Sensationalism. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yo, like my mouth is not working correctly today. My brain's going faster than my mouth is going. Anyways, the sensationalism <laughs> of it, like you you got to take that into account when you know, like what is gonna be construed. And like, what are people actually gonna pay attention to? And I've been paying attention to like, what is gonna, what are they gonna put the spotlight on? But you see that that's the thing. It's like everything is sensationalism now. Like every channel, um, I think it just came out, um, CNN, MSNBC. They've lost like ninety percent of all their viewers yeah. this past year alone. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's like there are so many new like rogue channels now, social media channels, and everyone is trying to find what is the truth, what's being overly exaggerated, what's actually happening. Nobody fucking knows. So anymore. it it it's it, that's a that's a nightmare, you know the the media landscape that mm-hmm. we've come to. Okay, um, I've said it on the show before. There's essentially five major corporations that own yep. like ninety percent of the media in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a serious problem. You can clearly see it in the news, right? You see a headline. You can, I'm just saying like a blanket headline, right? You see a headline and you already know just by the headline whether it's a Republican point of view or a Democrat point of view, right? Yep. 
you're you already know just from the headline you're going to be spoon fed something that isn't just news. It's the story with a twist, mm-hmm. and it's that's all it is. It's it, it it's it's horrible, man. It's horrible. Now I I I do I, I don't want to get you know you can tell me no and that's fine. Totally. But the the situation that you're talking about with your uh, wife's cousin cousin. How long ago did this happen in San? Uh, did you said San Jose or San Diego? San Jose. San Jose. So this yeah. is outside of San Francisco, yeah. basically the northern part of California. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and w- when are we talking? Like a couple of years ago, or it was, it was last year. Uh, okay. During the summertime. <clears throat> oh. And uh, yeah, I mean, they said that they were conducting some kind of private investigation, but they were posted up in front of his house and. You know, it probably wasn't the first time that he'd seen this car with people that he knows aren't from his neighborhood. And who knows? Maybe he called the police before. Maybe, you know, his his his. And so and they're just calling it a. So so he so he went out on his own, you know, and he had his gun with him. Uh. But the, the problem is it was unannounced. One of the cops ran away and hid instead of announcing themselves once they see him. Right. And then um, right before the whole incident occurred, and you know, I can show you later about what happened, but, like, you know, uh, they cut the cameras off, and then they just they just played on, like, this guy was out there looking for trouble. And in retrospect, like, f- for me, for example, like, I mean, I can't put myself in his position. And, I, and, again, I don't know how many times he'd experienced that before, but it's like uh, you can say there was maybe a smarter way to go about it, but... Um, the guy, the guy was killed with an AR-15 rifle, and, and they, you know, there was so much that they didn't want to release, and it was just so weird. Wow, that's so very rent that he was killed with an AR-15 rifle by the. That's not a standard issued police weapon. I mean, maybe it is for undercover cops. I don't know, but it's like, why were you there? What were you conducting? What are the results of your findings? Why won't you tell us anything? That's all we have is an autopsy report with three shots to the chest, and what were were you looking for him? Like what? You know, and it's like, and are know, they saying it's an ongoing investigation, and that's why they won't release anything? That's what they always say. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah. So yeah. then, you know, eventually nobody questions it. Nobody, you know, it kind of dies out, and then it's over. You know, so we'll see if we can open that up. You know, in a few years, uh, if someone, if someone is willing, if someone is not willing to take the case, I, I feel I have a duty for the sake of you know her family, which is my family, you know, to show up because someone has a capacity to do it, you know? Yeah. So, and again, like, look, my stepfather was a police officer. I was raised by a cop. My uh, my wife was raised by, her stepfather was a police officer, San Jose PD. Oh. Same police department. The same, uh, her stepfather also low-key pretty much raised her cousin too. Like he, if he knew they were cops, he would not have done that. And that's the thing is he died not knowing he was killed by cops, you know? And that had been the second shooting uh, a few months prior to that. Two undercover cops killed uh, in, uh, another person uh, of Latino descent or whatever. So, like, um, hmm. there's just questions that need to be answered, and yeah. they don't answer them. You know, so absolutely. Yeah. Well, best yeah. of luck to you guys with that. Thank you, bro. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to transition from that. To be I know, I know, no, I, I know. Don't know how to transition. From Good job, Hiram. Thanks, man. I got a, I got so, a slogan. Sorry for your loss. You got a slogan? I got a slogan. Okay. Um, pass the torch. 
a last name Paz. Paz, Paz, Paz as well. Paz the torch. Paz the torch. Okay, I like that. That's like the torch. That. We're, we're living in a day and age. We got fucking 70, 80 year old fucking people been in Congress <laughs> for 40 years, 50 years. When the fuck are you going to pass the torch? Just dinosaurs. People making decisions about a future that they and are not going to be a part make of. Make it relevant by making the torch a blunt. <laughs> did, did you see the guy? I know it's Georgia. Uh, I don't really pay attention to things anymore. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know what I'm going to talk about? He did. The, uh, he's running for Senate, I believe. He did the uh, um, yeah, I the know commercial with the, with the joint, yeah, with the blunt. Oh no, you know that's great. For, I mean, he's not going to get anywhere with Georgia with that. They're not exactly hip to that. I some, mean, some places in Florida. No, nah, I think I think he will. He's very yeah. Uh, well, good luck. Once that's, they, that's once a, they like grassroots. That's that's like yeah. that's like uh, he he has like a history. Like he's very like battle battle. Like he backs up what he does, my, what he says. My problem is, you know. You have more personal autonomy when you're running for office. Once you get elected, if you are a Democrat or Republican, now you're beholden to the party and their agenda. So what happens is once he gets elected, he doesn't matter. He falls right in fucking line. They put him in a room and they go, all right, listen, that was nice. Congratulations. You want to smoke a little weed? Smoke a little weed. That's cool. But let me tell you what you're going to vote for. And let me tell you what you're not going to vote for. And if you and if you don't, then we're either going to pull funding from you we're going to raise an army against you the next term. So right. then you spend the next two years racing against them. And like that's, and that's why it's like, what's the point of me running for office when I know how this fucking game goes, when I know that you can't run as an independent, when I know that people just want honest people who aren't beholding to the two party system. Florida is a closed primary. That means you have to vote along party lines. Right. And right. that they do that for a reason. Of course. These guys are buddy, buddy with each other. They're, yeah. They, they fight on TV and then behind closed doors, they're cool. You know, so it's like, then forget about Cause it. Because it's, it's a, ca- dude, like, they're all part like, of the cash, like, this cash It's like system. WWE. Dude, it, it really <laughs> it, is. It's just like it WWE. Really it's exactly it really is. It really is. And then, and then what's crazy is that, like, you could, you could, you could be running, let's say, for Senate, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a super PAC in your name, right? That's just basically just hordes of cash going to you. And you could lose. And you're not beholden to that money at all. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, it's like, it's it, we're, we live in a very weird, weird, weird system. Yeah. So at the like, where, where it's where it's clearly being taken advantage of. When when your moral compass is uh pointed in the right direction as yours is, does it lead you, uh, eventually, to when you start out optimistic to just ending up cynical? I mean, I've I've always been I've always been optimistic, glass half full. But within the last two years, I've become a lot more realistic, and I think I think there's power in cynicism, you know, because what do you mean? <laughs> because you you look you look at you. I mean, we can still have laughs, we can still have fun, we can still talk our shit, we can still spend time with our family and loved ones. Doesn't mean you have to walk and be a miserable person, right? But having a cynical worldview of of our current structures, our current leadership is just like. Like, look at the people that are in office when they're on camera, when they talk. It's like, I know you're bullshit. Yeah, like no one fucking talks like that. No one talks like that, you know? So it's like, it's it's it's, you can clearly see that it's scripted. Yeah. So you can just look at that and you just it makes you cynical because, you know, you want to believe that you live in a country where 
like your government looks out for your best interest. But I, I feel like that's part of the reason <laughs> that uh, The Rock's popularity has surged. Because oh, yeah. you, you know how like uh, mega celebrities, oh, he they're, could run for they're also <laughs> always like very like super uh, PC, you know, scripted statements. But it's like The Rock would, you know, at, at one point in time was like the only major celebrity that would say like, fuck. Yeah. And work Not my anymore. ass off. Not anymore. No, like it's it's slowly, like over the past like 15 years, shit, like, shit like that has been. No, no, no. Brand. I'm saying like, or like the, the the landscape is becoming like overwhelmingly more uh, like gritty. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, well, I mean. No, no, but like he was like the. You know, he'd be on Instagram and saying something. He's very, like, well-spoken, and he would say fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, five years ago, before everybody was just saying fucking shit okay. on, on camera. You know what I'm saying? I got you. I feel like that's part of the thing. Cause then, it's authentic. Then it, yeah, it just lends that authenticity to whatever you're saying. It's like, oh, he, he must be, you know, for real because he's talking like a normal fucking person. Well, I know he's for real because his freaking Instagram feed comes in at four o'clock in the morning. I and thought you guys in the gym turning on the lights, and I'm like, who is at the gym at four o'clock in the morning? But I mean, that guy is. I, I think people people are looking for realness in their politics at this point. Like they just they just want you to give it to them straight. <clears throat> they want you to sound and look and be human, you know. Um, but, but it's so hard for those for those people to. Again, you it's exactly what you said is you get pulled in you essentially get pulled into a room and you get told, look, this is you're gonna vote for this, you're gonna say this, these are the things that we're trying to get past, you're going to vote for them. And if you don't, we're gonna run somebody against you that's gonna have mm -hmm. our back, like our backing. And then you what you have to do in order to survive that kind of warfare that you're facing is shake their hand and go, Okay, sure. Then you do whatever the fuck you want. And you try your best to make as much of an impact and as much noise as possible in two years and make yourself appealing to the masses to tune into you so that they can continue to vote for you. So you look at people like AOC, you know, you look at these like really like leftist Democrats who are young and exciting and have full of energy. Mm -hmm. And it's like they're always probably going to continue to get reelected because they have, in a sense, the Trump effect. Right. They all the cameras are on them. People on Fox News are talking shit about them. That's just publicity. Right. All, we know all publicity is good publicity. There's no such thing as bad press. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then you get you get people power donations if you're non-corporate, but that's if enough people care and mobilize together to pay enough for it, you know? But then at the same time, it's like, but do you also serve my best interests or not? Because I don't think that every activist should be a politician, you know, like maybe you have your place in society and it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be governing the role of a person in Congress, like, do you realize that you're deciding taxation, commerce, domestically and internationally? You're deciding whether we go to war or not. Like, do you know how to read laws? Do you understand right. legalese? A lot of people get elected just based on popularity. That doesn't mean you're going to govern well. Right. And that's the reason why I went into law school. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm good at talking this shit. But if I'm actually going to be about it, I have to know and understand this shit. And there's a lot of politicians that are lawyers, and they ain't shit. So it doesn't mean that law school is a prerequisite to do it, but you have to have some well, foundation. Isn't there isn't there like some crazy statistic that um, I think it's like over eighty percent of the people in both Congress and the Senate, their actual occupation were lawyers. 
A lot of a lot of them. I don't uh, know the exact uh, number. And 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 that in itself causes strife because what's a what does a lawyer do as a profession? He defends he defends a point of view, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, this is my point of view. This is how I see it, and I'm going to defend. And so you don't give. And what is you know? And they and then you have this on both sides, and then you have these guys not coming together, and then they're even more divided now than they've ever been before. You know, well, probably not before since we've gone to war in this country with ourselves. But you know, we're we're at a scary place, man. We're at a scary place, and you can see it. The the problem too is, <clears throat> like I most of my circle, like growing up, like I was in, I was very leftist, Democrat. I built with a lot of people on one side of the aisle, and we really believed in what we were doing. And now, like I've come to the realization that a lot of the things that we did caused more harm than good. I firmly believe that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. intentions. Uh. And like now looking back and it's like, you know, we've been advocating for these things, but we didn't think it through. Yeah. And it's like, I got friends like that have come from other countries, Italy, France, and they're like, dude, you don't want the social system that you're advocating for. I left here because if I had my company over there, I'd be paying 70% in taxes. Right. So that we can have free healthcare and free education, which is shit over there. And it's like. So there's a, I, I get that here. And, and I, I very much understand that. Now I will tell you this. Uh, I, I traveled, this is a very small, mm -hmm. you know, uh, sample size, but I, I traveled to Vancouver. I spent about 12 days in Vancouver with my wife. Um, and it's a really cool town. It's an unbelievably beautiful city. Mm -hmm. It seems like on the surface of it, that the taxation of it is working, right? Everything is clean, except for you have basically six blocks, which are squared off in Hastings, and it's basically just junky central, right? It's like a skid row, yep. right? They keep them in there, but then everything else seems clean, right? Like on the outside, right? Uh, and I get it, but there has to be a better system that was a thing with Obamacare I, that I, I, I that I advocated for was that it might not be better than the current situation that we have, but we're not doing anything about this situation. Right. So at this point, we just have to try shit. Like yeah. we just have to be willing to try shit and figure out a better way to get healthcare to millions of Americans. And, and hope to God that it works because I'm starting to see now that everything the federal government touches, they they just fucking fuck up. It's you know, more red tape. <clears throat> when I was in Vancouver. A few years back, I remember getting like public transportation. I was on a bus and I was talking to this lady. Oh, so how do you like living in Canada? Oh, you know, it's great. It's cool. Yeah. You know, I make $65,000 a year as a, as a, as a bus, you know, doing the bus. Right. I was like, oh, it's great. And I was just like, yeah, you know, we got free healthcare and everything. I was like, cool, cool. What are the taxes? And she's like, oh, we pay 50% of yeah, taxes. Yeah. I was like, well, there goes your 60 grand a year. You're, you're getting back 30, you know? So right. it's like, all right, well, I, you know, that, so it, there's but a, like there's just a, out of curiosity, a, it, is there like, uh, you know, like from that thirty, is there like an intangible, like amount that you're getting to, that like you're getting back thirty, but is there like an amount too that you would be saving, like because of the system that that fifty percent is? I mean, I mean, I, I don't really know, but the the problem is that I don't trust what the government is doing with my tax dollars. Well, that's a that's. That's the big that's the big thing, right? Is that people don't mind paying taxes if they know what their tax dollars are going to, but since it's all closed and we don't actually get to see how they spend the money essentially. Well, we right? get to see it after they decide for us. Right. You know? 
<laughs> Great. But that's like, Great. Uh, like uh, also the problem is, and like part of the reason you're going to law school is that unknown factor. That's like the reality is, you know, the majority of people don't know the ins and outs. That's like something could be blatantly wrong right in front of you. And you say, okay, like that's wrong. I want to change it. And then it becomes an issue because there's so many repercussions. Even though that's wrong in that instant instance, there's so many repercussions out of context that you have to go in such a big fucking circle just to circle back to the original point that like that now like the whole and then it just goes by the wayside cause like it's like it's, it's like you said it's like you know we're in this country and things are this way and it's like oh what if they were this way and then other people somewhere else are like oh things are this way and it's not so good but like grass is greener on the other side kind of situation right you know but also too like even if something is good or okay or not so good, shouldn't we still always be striving to improve upon? Well, that's, I totally agree with that. That was my, that was how I felt about uh, essentially Obamacare was that while it was not set up to be the end all be all, it was at least, Hey, we got to do something. We got to try something now, you know, it doesn't work. It, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just not, it's, it's again, it's this thing where like, why can't we change it? Like we, we see where the flaws are. We see where it didn't go right. So, but there's all this money that's behind all of it as well. Right. And it, it, it makes it, it, it makes it hard to get anything done. You know, these guys don't, I mean, they can't agree on anything. You know, you, you could take them outside and be like, the sky is blue and one will tell you that it's white and the other one will tell you that it's yellow. You know, when, when it comes, when it comes to healthcare, bro, like, there is so much that is wrong with our society today that is the real healthcare crisis that we're not addressing, you know? Like, for starters, like, obesity, cardiovascular uh, uh, disease, like, all of these things about what's in our water, what's in our food, what we do to ourselves on a daily basis. We're not even going to go into COVID because I'm not trying to get y'all canceled like they canceled Joe Rogan. But, <laughs> you know, it's like there is so much that needs to be addressed. It's like you you can't fix it with just... That's like basically there's no straightforward issues, evenly seemingly straightforward. Everything is very, very multifaceted. Mm -hmm. And you you create one department, and then the, you, there's something missing. You got to create another department, and it's like all these things cost money. You know, all these things cost money. And let's not forget, our country has officially gone over thirty trillion dollars in debt. Like you can't even compute that you know what i mean it's like where the fuck are we right now and like when is when is shit gonna hit the fan do we owe that to the decepticons to the decepticons <laughs> <laughs> i don't worried. get it who are we 30 trillion dollars in debt to oh oh okay okay <laughs> it's, it's a joke that's, that's this episode is brought to you by pfizer. sandbar <laughs> no, no definitely not pfizer don't this say episode that. is brought to you by sandbar and the grove home of the motherfucking fish taco they got the best fish tacos, Bob. Uh, if you're do. listening to this on the day it came out, uh, Whiskey Wednesday, mm. Sandbar, all That's the whiskey right. half off. And then, of course, this Sunday, Super Bowl. Big game. Make sure you go down there. 32 different beers on tap. 
They got an excellent selection of tequilas and scotch whiskeys and bourbon. Uh, does anyone even remember Colin Kaepernick anymore? Like, what happened to boycotting the NFL? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, it's a machine, bro. It's a but billion it's be, dollar. It's a billion dollar machine. It, not the, not that I give a shit either way about <laughs> any sport. My 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 thing. My thing. But about, the serious halftime show is gonna be crazy. Oh yeah, probably the only good halftime show in the past like decade. Uh, they've all been trash. Well, um, I don't know. When, when was Prince's halftime show? Was it in the last decade? Because Prince's halftime show was incredible, awesome, and it started raining when he started singing "Purple, Purple Rain." Rain. <laughs> bro, the come God. on, bro. The God Come on, bro. No, you're Come right. On. Like I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know what the year that was, but it was immaculate. That, I know what you're talking about. That was that was insane, dude. It was like the heavens. Rain, just, no rain. You know no what? Like it was like God was like, hey, I'm gonna help you out here, big guy. <laughs> you know yeah. what introduced me to Prince? Mm. Happy feet. <laughs> you know, I just watched that with uh my daughter for the first time. I love happy feet. I love happy feet too. Robin Williams is brilliant in happy feet. It's Elijah That's one movie I can watch over and over again for the rest of my life. That's a good movie. I'm not going to lie. It is a good movie. This, the music in it is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking bop. See, it's not all just dick jokes. Sometimes we talk about family films. <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay, but don't mention that in such close proximity to the penguins, okay? Because <laughs> then we start talking about bestiality. Did you see, uh, <laughs> did you see the uh, first two... Uh, male penguins ever. How uh, do penguins fuck? I don't know. That's but the, a good question. The first two male penguins <laughs> ever uh, that are a gay couple uh, brought. Uh, are you sure? Because I remember I remember hearing about gay penguins like a decade ago. No, they, but they 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 were the first confirmed to hatch. They adopted like a, like, a, like an egg. Yeah, like an egg. You because you, like, you know they sit on it right. And well, so, yeah, but so they were they were raising a. a, a together yes correct that doesn't mean they're gay maybe they're no maybe they're but, it, but they are but i think they are i think they are what what if what if i don't know i i'm just i'm telling you what what the new york times man all right you know i you know maybe <laughs> maybe they're heterosexual life mates is that what you're trying you know, to it's tell just, me it's just you said, what, I, you said I, what if you what? said what if they're pals <laughs> what if they're just what if they're just really two good friends that were like hey man i've always wanted a kid <laughs> what if they're pals I mean, homosexuality has existed forever, you know, and damn, uh, it's yeah. I love the way you suck my dick. Oh, my. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, I'm, I'm not finished. I'm not finished. Wait, right, dude, right. time out, bro. My good pal, get the balls, pal. <laughs> bro, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? We you don't just, got no time. You just you just took it to a whole dark, dark, dark level. You got to stop watching that weird TV show with animals. <laughs> Beastars? stars. Yeah. This guy watches a very weird Netflix show that I can't even believe is on Netflix. <laughs> I heard this theory that all polar bears are left-handed. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got to look that up. You got to look that up. All polar bears are left-handed. Yeah. I'm left-handed. I don't know. If I, but how I would figure that like a bear would be a, like, it's a wild animal. It would be, ambidextrous it would it, it wouldn't have no. it wouldn't favor one no just polar bears just polar bears yeah not black bears not, not grizzly bears no, just polar bears florida's got the brown bear you know that or wait is it a black bear i think it might be a black bear. well it's because apparently uh they sneak up on prey by covering their nose uh since their nose is black to blend into the snow right that's adorable it's so why does they why does it have anything to do with, with them the left hand with the left hand 
You can cover yourself. Then when they sneak up on their prey, they club it mercilessly with their left paw. Oh, they, they cover bro, the nose with the right paw. Bro, have you seen those videos, man? No. Oh my god, dude. Like those those attacks? dude nature those nature videos. You don't watch those nature videos, dude. There is okay. So there's a video. The sign to say that polar bears actually appear to be ambidextrous and favor both paws equally. Let's see, uh, there's a video. There's a bunch of videos, but like. There's one where like a bison hits this chick and she goes like flying in the air and I just laugh because I'm like, why would you get that close to a bison to begin with? But there's one where this bear just it said, bye, son, just swats. I think it's like the back of a moose or something like an old one and just I mean, just swats the shit out of it. Right. And then just starts going at it. And the thing is alive. Right, and you just hear the noise that this animal is making. Be- Bro, oh I was like, God. "What the hell?" There was another one that I saw recently that was a dolphin. Like it's like a bunch of people whale watching, right? And a dolphin jumps out of the water, and as soon as the dolphin jumps out of the water, an orca right oh, behind him hits him in the I air, bro. One. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> those people got they should tip." <laughs> I saw that. That was, that was crazy, dude. I saw uh I saw I think I don't know if it was a leopard or a, or a panther and it jumped into a water and just snatched a, an alligator. So it was it a jaguar? A jaguar. And it jumped into the water and it snatched a caiman. Holy shit. So caimans are like South American. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh they're smaller. So the jaguar. Oh, that, that probably took place in Peru or in Brazil. Yeah, because there's black jaguars and the caimans are big over there. Dude. Yo, so <laughs> I'm a couple weeks late. On what? Your period? I <laughs> uh, don't get a sound effect for that. No, you don't get no fucking sound effect. You're lucky I don't cut your <laughs> he, mic off. He get daft. He get daft. What the fuck, Anthony? Listen, I'm 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 all for the roasting, like. Come for me, bro. Like this is the. I'll space come world. on you. <laughs> come for you. Yes. <laughs> come on, T- you. Tony, with the assist. <laughs> yeah. All right, it what wasn't. Is, what as is it again? Oh. The asshole that I have to turn this off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stick you don't your, like it? Yeah, stick your finger. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's getting harder. It's Cute. not even. <laughs> Oh. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta spread the butt cheeks open. Ah, I see. Okay, and then you gotta get in there. You put your finger in someone's asshole like that; it's gonna get harder. No <laughs> question. Here you go, Deadpool. There you go, buddy. Um. So, I just, just out you. of curiosity. First of all, as far as your political career is concerned, it's over. You just, you just fingered a plushie's butthole on camera. Right. For at least like eight seconds. <laughs> you might want to rethink your political career for at least eight years now. Um, <laughs> dude, are you by any chance just out of curiosity? You seem like a very busy I'm just going to put this person. on the hard drive and like put it in one of those like Buzz Depot lockers like in the movies <laughs> and then just wait for you to reach some level of prominence and blackmail you with it. Excellent. Are you by any chance watching any of the... Uh, the Mandalorian or the Book of uh, Boba Fett by any chance? It's the Book of Boba Fett. Put some respect nah, on my bro. boy's name. Oh, man. You don't oh, fuck man. with Star Wars? Oh. It's not that I don't fuck with it. It's just... He's uh, a busy man. He's a busy man. I, I really don't watch, like, TV or a lot. Okay, that's yeah. literally no excuse. TV is more important than real life. That's all I do. He's 
Valid. Well, I mean, that's I don't know valid. about that. I'm going to be honest. Wait, so let's get real quick to music. Okay. No Benny the Butcher. Came out? Watch the fuck out. He's not playing around. Already dropping that heat. Yeah. Johnny P's Caddy featuring J. Cole. Mm. The first single from Tainer Talk 4. Yo, the first line of his verse. He says, this ain't my story about rags to riches. More about how I mastered physics. Oh, oh. <laughs> is it? I, that, I got you right there. I got huh? you, bro. Physics? Yeah. That's Butcher it. coming. All right. All right. I didn't know he was versed in quantum theory. Oh. Listen, I've watched. Uh, he said, then he said, in the game, I used to train like Rocky, catching chickens. Mm. 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 Gonna crap lightning. <laughs> Get up, you son of a bitch, because Mickey loves you. <laughs> um, w- when did it come out? Uh, like two weeks ago. Oh, okay. Oh, that's why you said it's two weeks late. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, I was speaking about major uh, news outlets mm-hmm. earlier. So uh, CNBC uh-huh. released a pie chart. Okay. They a released a pie chart. I love pie charts. This is a tweet. Okay. Okay. Oh. It says the budget breakdown of a 25-year-old who makes $100,000 a year and is excellent with money via at CNBC Make It. Okay, first of all, $100,000 a year? Really? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> where where $100,000 a year at 25 years old? I mean, okay, I that that's that Here's is how that they is break plausible. It down. That is plausible, but that's not the average. Let's look at the no. typical monthly old. spending which they have at $2,775. For what? Groceries, four hundred. Okay, that's that's, that's, that's about right. Health insurance, two seventy. That's about right. Okay. If if they're if if they have it through a company, that's about right. Dining out, two fifty. That is not right for someone making a hundred thousand. Maybe if you live in a town where the only option to dine out is a Waffle House. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you're not making six figures at a place like that. That's what I'm saying. That like two fifty is like. One night or two nights in Miami, or not even Pretty depending much. on how you go out and where you go. Yeah, utilities, one ninety five. No way. Transportation, one thirty. First of all, that's all wrong. Because if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, you're gonna have a fucking car. And your car payment alone, even if you have good credit, is probably gonna be in, in the, the hundred th- in the three hundreds. Cell phone, hundred dollars a month, forty dollars. So what the so fuck did you switch to Mint Mobile? <laughs> so, <laughs> Which I'm thinking about doing because of Ryan Reynolds. So, house cleaner, thirty dollars. Wait, you have a house, house cleaner, cleaner and you're paying her thirty dollars? You're a piece you're of shit. Yeah. You're a piece of tr- yeah. Let me tell you right now, fucking trash. She steals from you. <laughs> Internet, twenty dollars. 
Okay, go on fucking Xfinity website. Okay, it's publicly available. You're not gonna get yo this best case scenario for the first year forty dollars. Talking about twenty dollars for internet. So pie chart is trash. Is this the only way you pay twenty dollars for internet? Is if you under free Wi Fi at McDonald's and that's how much uh, food you have to abide and accumulate to twenty (laughs) dollars a month to get on McDonald's Wi Fi. Wait, wait, I'm not done. Rent eight twenty five. Dog, I was paying eight twenty five. Like six years ago in Little Haiti. What are you talking about? Yeah. Okay. So wait, wait, because uh, there's still six hundred and fifteen dollars unaccounted for. Strip club donations. 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 <laughs> his tithing. His ten percent. Everybody in the comments is like, donations are drugs. Yeah, <laughs> you're donating to drug dealers. Donations. We're talking about fucking twenty-five-year-old making hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay, Dude, that guy is definitely doing a lot of cocaine. <laughs> Get out of here. Listen, that I wh- my only thing with that is is like I don't know. only thing. There's several things. No, there's I just many don't know how real that it. pie chart is. Like, I I mean, I just I know someone. <sighs> I know someone that's living in New York in a one bedroom right now, playing paying five thousand a month rent. Where where the fuck are you paying eight twenty five? No, listen. I, I so we 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 were talking about this earlier, man. The 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 housing market here in Miami is 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 just in the last year seen. We'll say safe number thirty five percent increase. You know, some people have estimated it up into the even the forty percent increase mm-hmm. in over the last over the last year, and that's you're talking about. Th- this city doesn't pay that. This city does not pay like. The the cool the average went up thirty five percent. The pay did not go up one percent. No, I mean you know the, I, you live in this town to live poor unless you're rich. The the industries here are are retail, nightlife, hospitality, restaurants, cruise it's, industry. It's a lot of service industry. Yeah, and then people come with their money and then they just like dump it just for fun, and you know out there and try and pick up the coins on the ground you know like it, that's the 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 locals that have been living here for a long time and are in the service industry like it is it oh, you is don't have to easy. tell me bro i listen I, I did it for almost 20 years yeah, so and it it's it it got to a point where like you're i was in i was in my mid-30s and i was like okay enough is enough because i'm having to work 16 hours in a day Right, several times a week, not one time a week or two times a week. This is several times a week, and I'm having to do this so that one, a table can leave me twenty percent, or the the tip could be twenty percent, right? And then I got, and then I'm going to save all of this money, and it's going to look like a lot of money, but then I have to pay sixteen hundred dollars in rent. Right, you're like you know, you're and ne- then six hundred fifteen in donations, right? And then I got six hundred fifteen dollars in donations. I got, I got apparently pay. Good thing Ooh, internet is only twenty dollars. I where is the internet twenty dollars? When has the internet? Listen, I was around when the internet fucking came out. It was never twenty. dollars Last time internet was twenty dollars was fucking Earthlink when it was dial up. Also, uh, on the subject, let me see what you guys think about uh, the Financial Times. Mm-hmm says that Miami 
is the most important city in the United States of America. Facts. That's I I that's scary because I know the people that run this city. <laughs> this is the most corrupt city in America. So this is from Financial Times. Why is they it say the, the last time Miami was relevant, it wasn't important. In the 1980s, Miami provided nothing more than drugs, mm-hmm. clubs, pastel bla- all important pastel blazers. <laughs> uh, high Ali, is that how you say? Highlight. Oh, highlight. No, I sound like an idiot. No, it's okay. Uh, but yeah. Gambling and most notably a hit TV show about all four. And it was an awesome. But, TV but now show. it's the most important city in America, not because it stopped being a frivolous, regulation-free. Climate doomed tax haven <laughs> dominated by hot micro celebrities. It became the most important city in America because the country became a frivolous, regulation free, climate doomed tax haven dominated by hot micro celebrities. You gotta, you gotta send me this article. I want to see who the author is of the article. Oh, I forgot to look at the author. Reach out to him. Uh, it, well, look, I, I don't disagree with that statement about that last part. I mean, it's. What aren't 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 we doing something with Bitcoin now as well? Yeah, so it says um, um, Miami is getting better and worse at the same time. And last, last March, know. the city was mocked when the American Airlines Arena, home of the Miami Heat, was renamed the FTX Arena after a two-year-old cryptocurrency exchange. The platform oh yeah but by december the staples center had been renamed the crypto.com arena shit and really and then things like uh when miami responded to its massive climate change issues by appointing a chief heat officer it seemed like a dystopic (laughs) joke then phoenix Los Angeles and Athens, Greece also hired chief heat officers. Okay, that's that's all well and good, but what what realistically has ha, have officials in this town done about the climate change situation? Because I mean, I think every well, single no, it, person that lives in Miami well, no, knows. I, I think the point of the article is like is like Miami like on, on some trendsetter shit right now. Okay, mm. from the article. In the past, if you shook the map of the U.S., all the loose bits settled into the Floridian Peninsula, the divorced, the bankrupt, the unemployed, the con artists, the ex-convicts, and the future convicts. But during COVID, everyone became a loose bit. (laughs) Yeah, well, they can all go fucking back now. (laughs) Like, legit. This bubble. A migration of people can change a place. Like California after the Dust Bowl. Or the Midwest after, uh, Miami is a very transient city. You know, it's saying a lot of billionaires are coming here. Like, yeah, that's great. (laughs) Great, great Great for so for the billionaire. So that he's quoted in the article. Definitely, Billy Corbin uh, disagrees with the sentiment. It's not freedom here; it's economic freedom. Corbin believes Miami's importance will fade with the virus. A disposable city suddenly feels essential. It's a mistress. People lived yep. in places that mattered, and they came into contact with the fragile nature of life and needed a moment. If Miami were to disappear off the map tomorrow, it would be of no consequence. 
No industry would disappear. That's not true. It's not a movement, he says. A Miami movement is what happens after I eat at Sergio's. <laughs> well, the that's not true because I mean you're have, just saying how there's no industry here we, other than the service industry. So what do you think about that? We do have the the largest port, if I'm not mistaken, on the East Coast. So that yes. that would be that would be catastrophic for the nation. That would not be something that and, would be very good for the nation. I mean, like uh, to interpolate Big Bad Wolf, all the better to smuggle cocaine in with. Look, I mean, it wasn't funny. Okay. I mean, my, Miami, like it's it's a hypothetical. Like, oh, if Miami disappeared tomorrow, like that. Well, Miami's not going nowhere. Period. And a lot of people. Oh, I disagree. I, I don't think it's going anywhere. Oh. I think it's I. There is a 10-year plan to make Miami like the Manhattan of the South. Like the development that's going on, the oh, I don't deals disagree that are with being that. made, and, and it is coming like oh, a fucking wave. I don't disagree with that. But what I the believe only thing is coming, coming like a fucking wave. But what I believe is coming for sure is an actual wave. Is an actual wave. We are we, oh, you the, mean like a physical saltwater I mean, wave? Yes. We, can. we are in we are in <laughs> listen, South Beach is a marsh it's not supposed to be what it is okay that is that is a huge problem okay brickle every single person in miami knows that if it rains don't go to brickle but what it's like we're 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 at a point in miami where if you look at neighborhoods that are being gentrified Mm -hmm. okay they're being gentrified due to the fact that they are just a couple of feet more above sea level than other places are valuable Mm -hmm. how do you feel about east little havana being referred to as West Brickle. Have you been seeing that lately? No, but that's... On like Craigslist and Zillow and shit? Yeah, that's... that that's West inf- Brickle. That's, West- that's, <laughs> that's, that's influence, but you know what that is? That's influence from somewhere else. That's not that's that's not a Miami thing. Like, that's not... I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just marketing to bring property value up. Everything is going up, you know? They, I remember when I was living in Little Haiti... Uh, they were trying to change uh, a lot of a lot of the areas were trying to like promote this idea that it was called Lemon City in order for, you know, people to buy properties over there. What the fuck is that? I've never heard Lemon that. City. It, it's nice and clean, you know, right. you know, it doesn't you have see the little around. you see the little sign when you're on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. US one or yeah. A1A. And I remember there was a there was an apartment that came out called Lemon City Flats and they had this big billboard on it. 24 hours later, that shit was spray painted, X'd <laughs> out and someone wrote big ass letters, Little Haiti. It's like. This community has been around for a long time. You know, this is a proud community. has been been there for a, for a minute. You're not going to just go ahead and, like, just wipe it out, just change the name, and expect that everyone's going to be okay with it, you know? Like, yeah, gentrification is a real thing. And at the same time, we have to recognize that in a really weird, sick and twisted kind of way, it's just kind of like the evolutionary process of, like, what happens in cities when they're growing, like property value goes up, people just have more money and they can afford it, and they just drive you out. And it's like, how do you remedy that? How do you? Well, you have to remedy that by having affordable housing because you still have to have people. But the, but the you problem, have, you, you well, well, here's the thing: you still have to have people to work the jobs. For Other sure. or look, if you want to go to the restaurant, if you really want to go to that really cool restaurant, you you need a server and a bartender, and those people need to live. You know. Even in Miami. But how do you create affordable housing that is efficient? Because the problem is, once the government does this, it's shit. It's like almost as bad as a fucking prison. You're living in a prison that's not gated. It's like affordable housing, like when you look at the history of redlining. Hold on. 
Hold on, hold on. Yeah. But you're, you, I'm talking about affordable housing differently than you're talking about affordable okay. housing. You're talking about affor- affordable housing in rent. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about affordable housing and being and somebody being able to buy a property, mm-hmm. okay, and then build economic wealth off of that property, okay, okay, which gotcha. is which is vital for the community, okay. Gotcha. That 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 in itself gives back. I'm not talking about building more high rises. I'm not talking about that. And that yeah. that that is a prison. Yeah. That is a prison. That you we we know how that ends up, right? We've seen how that ends up. What we need is we need to designate areas where we're going to say single family homes, okay, that are reasonably priced for people that can start a new life. It's not where you're going to stay for the rest of your life. Maybe you do stay there, but it's not the kind of place where you stay. It's the kind of place that helps you go along further. And by the way, also helps the economy in the same, in the I, same hand. I just think that in Miami, we've, we've moved past the point where we can create single family homes that are reasonably priced. No, you know, of course. Like, no, the, the medium household <clears throat> or the medium for a house right now, I think it's like $50,000. So I mean, crazy. I'm sorry, $500,000. 400, 487,000. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know what? You, tell me somebody in Miami who's got the 20% down payment on that house right now that works in the service industry. No. Right, I mean, it, th- there may be some, but it's it the 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 margin there is very small. Yeah, and the high rises that are coming up, they can't afford anyway. So it's like, where the fuck do you go? Yeah, you you go to you go to live with multiple roommates, or you go to live with your parents. You know, that's just how it goes. Well, in that case, of the city that cannibalizes itself, capitalistic collateral damage. Well, it just it cannibalizes itself, and then you're gonna you're. Eventually, what you end up with is what you said before. You end up with, you know, with something like Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, now I know everybody's saying Detroit's, you know, on a comeback, and you know, it's, it, you know, but, but but I mean, listen, they went through hell for almost thirty years. But but look at look at Miami right now compared to L.A. compared to New York City compared to Chicago. You know, like these are cities that are like a decade or more ahead of us. Miami's a very young town. It's like it's still growing. It's like a, it's it's, it's 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 growing so fast and so vo- and, and so volatile, which makes sense why cryptocurrency is is a big thing over here. Like everything is volatility. Everything is entrepreneurship. Everything is go get it. Everything is excitement. Everything is club. You know, and so Miami is just a very young town still discovering who it is and and what it wants. And leadership is also just looking at their profit margin. You know, and they just want to work with investors who are coming from China, from Russia, from such and such place. Investors from L.A. and New York, that's like, it's too expensive over here. We're just going to take our business elsewhere. And they come. You know, I've had I've had like conference like calls with clients that are telling me that they're bringing their entire business from New York City to Miami. I'm surprised that not every business in New York has done it, to be perfectly honest, because it's happening. Uh, it's happening a lot, a lot more than than we see. Oh no, I'm I'm fully aware of that. But um, you you I mean you can tell. I mean just the thirty five percent increase. In, you know they know that the 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 there's not they know that there's not enough demand for the or there's not enough supply for the demand that's mm-hmm. about to sh- to be here, right? That's already here and even more are coming. You know, and I don't think it's going to slow down. I, I'm with you on that. I don't think it's going to slow down. I, I don't. It, it, listen, once you get here and you go through a whole winter without having to shovel snow, right? it's a game changer. Done. 
<laughs> it's a game changer. Nobody goes, hey, you know what I want to do? I want to go back and shovel snow and be cold. <laughs> I have, if I want to be cold, I have AC. I miss the snow. I like seasons. I enjoy seasons. It's good for you. Yeah, I totally forgot what living through the seasons feel like. Underrated. Yeah, I mean. Also, I, five minutes. I also. Five minute warning. Okay. I also don't. Uh, I mean, I like the seasons and I like the snow, but I don't feel like that's something that like I'm ever going to be like, oh, you know, I, I want to go freeze my ass off for four I like or the five seasons. Months. I like the snow, but that's not a reason for me to go. Ooh. Bars. He's on fire tonight. I know. He's you, you got straight yeah. lyrical genius tonight. Yeah, bro. dude. You know what you guys have? What? What's up? Revolutionary facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone ever told you that? I I know they have. I mean I wish I wish my mustache connected to my beard like that. Look at him. That's it's beautiful. Thing, that's, yeah. Uh my grandfather hates it. He calls me Castro from time to time. That might be because he's getting old. <laughs> I guess stop that. I guess stop that airports. Oh, dude. Yeah. So I had to tell you a quick story. We got five minutes left. So Let's after, so my parents are in the, my parents and like my whole life were in the aviation industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my stepfather helped develop a patent for something called safety glow, which were these uh, photoluminescent light strips. Basically they're all now they're in every plane, but in the early two thousands, they weren't. And I was going, I was helping them out. And oh, like, is that the shit? On the walkway that yep. stays lit when yep. the lights are off. That's correct. Yeah. And the signs now, you're just like, they're not electronic signs anymore. It's just like a, a sticker, yeah. essentially, right? So that that's what they did, right? And so um, I was going to four separate cities, okay? All one-way tickets. This was probably like less than a year after 9-11. Mm. <laughs> all right? Holy shit. So I immediately got flagged, right? So I show up at the airport. Looking like I look, right? And I'm carrying this, you know, the golf bags, like the travel golf bags? Well, we yeah. used to put the strips, because they're long strips. We used to put the strips in the golf bags, right? So the, all they need is a little bit of light, okay? And then they glow. So in the golf bag, they're glowing, right? So they flag me, right? They pull me to the side, and they <laughs> open up the fucking golf bag. And I knew instantly, like, when they opened it up, they could see the glow yeah. coming from it. And I was like, oh, here we go. And they're like, what is this? And then I had to, like, explain the whole thing. And I had to show them the FAA paperwork. And it was, like, a whole thing, right? And I was like, okay, fine. I literally could not fly for, like, 15 years. Holy shit. Without getting pulled over. Yeah, like, literally pulled out of a line, uh-huh. right? So, finally, I, I, was tra- I was doing a lot of traveling for a job that I had. And I was like, dude, this sucks, bro. I have to get to the airport, like, two hours earlier than, like, most people do. So I ended up paying the hundred and like twenty bucks to get the the TSA like fast pass uh-huh. where they do the whole background check and it never ha- it's never happened again because I got that but Jesus dude it ra- randomly selected every time they just look at me look at my name Hiram Cuba <laughs> looking at me glowing rods they're like what the fuck is Bro. happening right now. Bro, I um during during my activism days when I was doing a lot of like you know community organizing and protests and shit like that, when uh Trump won back in 2016 and he started talking about like the setting up a Muslim registry, do you remember? Oh that? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. remember I I went on I went online I bought myself this shirt that said registered Muslim, 
And I got on a plane with that fucking shirt on. And I, I took a flight from Miami to Charlotte because I was doing uh, I was doing an event that I was organizing for for some for an organization I used to work for. And uh, from the from the event that I was at until the hotel taking an Uber, mm -hmm. I was followed by a police car. And when I was chilling at the hotel, uh, I looked out the window. They were just posted up in front of the car. In, in front in front of the window oh, oh, three hours later i look out they're still out there i was like holy shit so like clearly you know i made an impression on you, somebody you got, you got put on a list quick yeah you got put on a list quick it's yeah. hard to get off those lists bro <laughs> it's, it's hard to get off those not, lists. not anymore because uh because uh your boys your boys more conservative now so oh wow well. uh <laughs> that is just real quick it's funny that you said that when you were young you were very so yeah uh, I still consider myself a liberal. Social, I still I'm very, I, 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 I still very much consider myself a liberal, but I feel that the the, the Democratic Party. I used to be a Democrat. The Democratic Party All left me, left me. Like it, it All just, my life. It, it uh, like at this point, I'm like, I you guys are no better than the other side no. at this point. No, and you know what's crazy too is like they they're acting like they don't want to admit that like. Me and my entire family, all my cousins, my aunties, uncles, all of them, like they've been Democrats their whole life. All of them are no longer Democrat. Right. And I'm, I know my family's not the only one that's going through these transitions. Well, so my like, mom actually transitioned from the right to the left. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Well, a lot happened that kind of yeah. forced her hand there, but not forced her hand, but made her see things a little bit differently. But um, it, it's it's one of those things where like, Again, I I still consider myself a real liberal, but th that that means that that I question every every everybody gets it. Yeah. No, there's I don't have a side. Mm -hmm. my, my, like I don't just because you have a D in front of your name doesn't mean you're you get a you're pass. A good guy. Right. You get a pass. You don't get a pass. As a matter of fact, you have it harder than the other guy because I know the other guy's trying to fuck me. Which is why when you brought up the guys running for Senate from Georgia. I, I I I used to easily be like, oh, that's the guy I'm gonna go for him, and now it's like, yeah, you're running as a Democrat, so I know what's gonna happen at the end of that election, you know. So I think mm. I think we're just reaching a place where like we're being a lot more critical, and the vetting process to earn the trust of people who say they're there to serve us is much tighter. Like we just don't fall for the bullshit anymore, from either side, because there are good Democrats out there, and there are of good course. and there are good Republicans out there too, you know. But they're they're hard to come across because the system is just, you know, set out to constantly fucking make it feel like it's warfare, you know? So that we have more that we have more things that we don't have in common than actual that's the thing. Like they never want to talk about the shit that we have in common because they know that the second they start talking about that, that's unifying people. And they lose their power. <laughs> so they never want to talk about that shit. I don't know what kind of note we want to end on, but I was just gonna say it's gone to the point. Uh, where everyone's been driven to be so entrenched in their point of view that you can't even open a dialogue with someone of an opposing view because there is no dialogue. It's instantly confrontation well then you're giving that person a platform then you're giving that that's the thing is that people don't want and it's on both sides mm -hmm. it's literally on oh both yeah sides. It's, it's, like, the most, no, it's the craziest fucking thing no I've like ever no, seen no like life. i'm saying is like 
the discourse between human beings is being eroded to nothing. Where it's like, if you think a certain way, you're automatically, you're on that side of the issue. Right. That's who you stand with. There's no nuance anymore. Yeah. There's no nuance anymore. There's no, there's no, like, I don't have to, like, again, I think it's one of the best things Dave Chappelle ever said, is that one of the great faults that, or one of the great lies that we've started to believe in this country is that if I uh, love you, Mm-hmm. then I have to agree with everything that you yep. believe in. And that if I don't agree with everything that you believe in, then I hate you. That's not the case. Like yep. it, we're not, by the way, we are all not supposed to, everybody's different. So everybody's going to have a, like, I don't understand how you don't go into that conversation already knowing that fundamental thing that everybody's different. Yep. Dave, Dave Chappelle, uh, I, I watched his stand up when he came to, uh, to hard rock. And one of the things that really struck me that he said was, it feels better to be free than it is to be right. And I think that we're living in a society where we're obsessed with one upping other people being right, being right. No, like my way. And you see it from all sides and it's like, you know what, bro? Like it feels better to be free than to be right. So you know what? I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to tell my truth. You tell your truth. I'm not going to yuck your yum. You're free to be who you want to be. Just don't fucking tell me how to be right. And if we can like, that used to be a thing that, that used we used to, to be, be a thing. thing. And that's and that's <laughs> why we have to do everything we can to protect the the art of comedy, you know, stand-up comedy. Oh. Like it's an American thing, you know? It, it really is an it, it really is. It's it you know, uh it we could say it started here. I think we could comfortably say that 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 stand-up comedy, you know, in the form that it's in right now started here and you know, some of the greatest comedians have literally changed people's complete perspective on issues and yep. views. I mean, if you look at, if you listen to any of George Carlin's stuff, it's hard. He's the goat. It, it's even if you don't agree with him, even if you don't agree with him, it's not, it's still hard to be like, man, he really laid out. Yeah. He really laid out some very valid he's points. The, he's the greatest, you know? bro. He's the greatest. Uh, his shit is still super relevant. A, ev- oh, yeah. Every, you saw his segment on germs. Oh, yeah. Bro, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> that was that was Can one of imagine? his later stand-ups, too. Yeah, if George Carlin was still here right now. Oh, my now, God. Bro. Oh, my God. I That was a voice that was truly missed during the Trump oh, yeah. era. Absolutely, because, bro. I mean, it was basically everything that he said would happen was happen. going to happen. Right? Happen. <laughs> so, on top of that, was, I mean, he was pretty spot on with that. Uh, to me... You know, Chappelle will always, you know, like he's he's my generation's greatest comic. Agreed. Uh, but to me, there is the only person that I think is better than Chappelle with words George was, Carlin. was George Carlin. Yeah, yeah. was George Carlin. And I, I think Chappelle does a lot. I've come to think that Andrew Schultz is my generation's greatest he, comic. He, he's up and coming. He's up and coming, but, you know, he's... He's funny. I like he'll, him. He'll get there. He'll continue to evolve. One thing that's interesting that we're seeing is comedians are like now doing podcasts too. You know what I mean? Well, it's a great venue. Like Andrew for him. Schultz, Dave Chappelle now, uh, you know, Joe Rogan. So it's well, like, I don't think it's a comedian thing. Everyone's doing a podcast. Well, but I, I say that I say that to Theo say this. Bon. <laughs> I, I say that to say this in the in the in the same way that stand up comedy made such an impact in society and has shifted culture, so so is podcasting, potting, you know? And I, I think that in the future we're gonna look back and and these will be the great videos that we'll tune into, you know, if, if we still fucking have electricity. <laughs> if we still have electricity, yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. Um, I mean, I I you know the the 
I think having comedians obviously speak their mind is a great thing. I mean, I, I imagine trying to silence somebody like Bill Burr, right? Um, and and that's and that's awesome. What I would like to see is this format of podcasting really with real reporters. And it's been a thing that I've talked about several times where just a real, like I would like real podcasts, like a podcast with real news devoid mm-hmm. from, you know, this is just off of the AP wire, right? Like we're, yeah. you know, and I think they're out there, but they're, they're, they're hard to come by. And then usually they lean one way or the other. That's the challenge. You right. know? That's the whole thing. So. I don't, that's where I, I want us to get beyond that. I, you know? I, I want us to get to a place where we're no longer afraid to speak our minds. Like, I just think that, like, we've become too if, much If of you a- form your opinion on something, only hearing it from one source, then you are going to be woefully uh, uninformed. You also know what we're desperately in need of, bro? Jon Stewart left a huge void. Ah. Uh political satire mm. in, in, incorporating comedy and that's what made George Carlin great incorporating comedy with with politics and ideology is such a, a such a powerful platform because it helps us hold on to our humanity because and also too like who the fuck really watches C-SPAN nobody well okay sorry I'm a little bit of an old guy <laughs> no, I tune in every once in a while no but like who watches C-SPAN because like at the end of the day at the end of the day like don't know a single person this this shit's in there but it's like reading the fucking dictionary it's it's a chore it is it is but you know um uh, i i think that uh we need more we need more uh lightheartedness with the way in which we express our views you know or just do some shit bad i i'd like to also see some bad shit crazy you know you guys know like uh andrew dice clay sam uh sam kennison yeah i know i I, comedians yes can you imagine them like saying the news on a podcast or something like that. <laughs> That'd be cool. The di- well, first of all, if Sam Kinison was uh, saying something on a podcast, we would have a problem because he'd be back from the dead. Um, <laughs> and Andrew Dice Clay, that would be fucking hilarious. Rest in peace. Andrew Dice Clay is just, he's so fucking funny. Nice man. I used to know, I mean, I, I won't say it now because it's completely inappropriate, but I, I like even as like a 10, 11 year old kid, I used to know all the nursery rhymes. Yeah. All, oh yeah, dude. <laughs> we got we got busted listening to uh, Eddie Murphy Raw oh, on man. a family trip. We weren't supposed to be listening to that. <laughs> we were like 10, 12 years old and Bill shit. Bill Hicks. <laughs> Shout out to Bill Hicks. Yeah. yeah, I think this has been a phenomenal conversation. I appreciate you having me, bro. Appreciate you coming. Appreciate you yeah. coming, man. It's been great. Uh Marvel Bishop. Yeah, you can never say again that this is not an intellectual podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming for you, Mr. Bishop. You got anything else uh, you want to uh, leave with people? Ah, bro. Just love you guys, and uh, I'm looking forward to hopping back on later on. All right. Getting on another show. That's what she said. <laughs> Do it. Nailed it. Also what she said. We out. All right. From
from Shrooms to Skyrim. 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 Shr